Amen. People of God, now hear the reading of a scripture which comes from Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, and Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 16. This is the reading of God's word. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God commanded you, that your days may be long, that it may go well with you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you to hear this important commandment. Lord, you give us this commandment in order that we might be saved in order that we may see your perfect will, in order that we may be able to comprehend your plan for humanity. So I pray, Father, that you would open our hearts, open our ears, and open our minds so that we may receive this very important word. And we pray that during this time of worship that you would be glorified and you would be honored. So be with me as I speak, be with the people as they listen, and together may we glorify your name. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it's not going to be a long sermon. Children, obey your parents. I'm done. It's that simple. Um, so often this commandment gets overlooked um, because it's so universal. It's not just a Christian teaching. It's a teaching all over the world. You don't have to be Christian. You don't have to be American. No matter where you go, if you say children should honor their mothers and fathers, everyone will say absolutely. So we say, all right, let's move on to the harder commandments. But today, I want us to wait right here and just pause and think about this commandment and the importance of this commandment. There are several questions we need to ask ourselves as we contemplate the fifth commandment. First, why, do, why is it the first commandment, why is it the first commandment that we hear about when we, sorry, when we interact with different people? The first ten commandments the first four deal with how we interact with God. The next six are how we interact with human beings. And the first one is honor your father and mother. If I were making these commandments, I would say, do not murder. That's the most important commandment, honor life. Why is honoring your father and mother so high? And for most parents, they say, duh. <laughs> but is it on the same level? And I think some parents would even say, no, actually, murder is more heinous than not honoring your father and mother. They would agree to that. But if you think about how the Israelites thought of it, not honoring your father and mother was a capital offense. We forget that. Deuteronomy chapter 21, verse 18. Let me read it for you and what it says about people who disobey their fathers and their mothers. If a man has a stubborn and rebellious son who will not obey the voice of his father or the voice of his mother, and though they discipline him, will not listen to them, then his father and his mother shall take hold of him and bring him out to the elders of his city at the gate of the place where he lives. And they shall say to the elders of the city, This is our son who is stubborn and rebellious. He will not obey our voice. He is a glutton and a drunkard. Then all the men of the city shall stone him to death with stones. 
So you shall purge the evil from your midst, and all Israel shall hear and fear. We don't teach that, do we? Most people are saying you should honor your parents because it's the right thing to do. But here, under the Israelite rule, if you did not listen to your mother and father, it was a crime that was only be able to be resolved through the stoning of the child. The second question we need to ask ourselves is why are children first addressed? Shouldn't it be the adults that are first addressed when we're talking about how human interaction should occur? But it is interesting that as God begins to talk about human interaction, he talks to the children first, not the adults. Children, honor your father and mother. So today, this sermon, we are going to explore the importance of this command. I am not going to tell you how to honor your father and mother, per se. But together we are going to explore that this commandment, which is usually underrated and overlooked because it's so universal, I want us to understand why God has made it so that this would be the most prominent commandment of how all human beings interact and why this relationship is the one that will be the most important for human flourishing. Wow, that's a big commandment. So let me get to it. The fifth commandment, honor your father and mother. What's implicit in this commandment is that the parents have a responsibility. In the fifth commandment, the children are addressed first, but even before these ten commandments come out, God does address the parents. The parents have a role in in the children's lives, and we have to understand what that role is. The parents need to teach the children about God. That is the command that he gives to Israel. Your duty as a parent is not to make sure that they are good farmers or that they are good bankers or they're good um, seamstresses, none of that. Your primary job as a parent is to make sure they understand who God is, know what he has done, and what his commandments are. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 9, this is what God says. Only take care and keep your soul diligently, lest you forget the things that your eyes have seen, and lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life. Make them known to your children and your children's children. How on that day you stood before the Lord your God at Horeb, the Lord said to me, Gather the people to me, that I may let them hear my words, so that they may learn to fear me all the days that they live on the earth, that they may teach their children so." And then this comes up again in Deuteronomy chapter 6. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart, and you shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. So again, in Deuteronomy, the biggest commandment, one of the big commandments, parents, teach your children about who God is. Why though? What's at stake. Here's what's at stake. Deuteronomy chapter 30, God explains clearly why this is such a huge commandment. It says, see, I have set before you today life, good, death, and evil. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I command you today, 
by loving the Lord your God, by walking in his ways, and by keeping his commandments and his statutes and his rules, then you shall live and multiply. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to take possession of it. What's at stake? It's their life. If these people, if these children don't understand the laws of God, they will not have a home. They will not have a land to call their own. They won't. Who cares if you're a good farmer? You won't have land. Who cares if you know how to build things? You won't be able to build anything because your failure to follow God's commandments has excluded you from the land. This is why he talks to the children first. Why not have the commandment say, parents, teach your children? Why does it say, children, honor your father and mother? Because it's dependent upon the children to receive the teaching. The parents can be amazing teachers. They can do all the teaching in the world, but if the children do not accept the teaching from their parents, if they do not honor their father and mother, then who cares? They will not follow the laws of God and future generations will not occupy the land. This is why it's so important. Parents, they're to teach, but to children, you need to trust and honor your parents. Parents will already teach. There doesn't need to be a commandment. They will teach whether you are asking for them to teach or not. They will give you their advice. But the problem ultimately comes down to, can the children listen? Why don't the children listen? That's why it's a commandment. Remember, if you, a couple sermons back, I said all commandments in the Bible are very difficult. None of them are easy. That's why there is no commandment of parent, love your children, because parents naturally do that, Christian or not. But for children, they do not naturally listen to their parents. Now, why is that? One of it, one of the things, it's a sin issue. They have sin in their heart, but it's a little bit easy. Um, there are other reasons why kids can't fully honor their parents. One of it, and I thought about this, is because they don't have all the information. We tell them school is important because the parents understand how society is and what is needed and why all these things need to take place. But kids have no idea. They just want to play video games and eat food. They have no idea why school is important. And even if you explain it, they will not understand. So there is a lack of information and knowledge that they possess. And God is not telling parents, teach them everything so they understand everything. They're just talking to the children. You will never, ever understand everything. That is why, in some essence, you just have to trust your parents. I know parents oftentimes want to explain everything, and that's good. But there are times where they, the children will not understand. And sometimes you just have to do what's best for them in hopes that they understand. And parents, we have to remember that children don't understand everything. We don't know why everything's important. We don't know why everything is a life and death situation. As I reflect on, back on my own childhood, I came to, um, I remember that I, and I remember thinking this in college, that my dad and my mom were human beings. 
It took me 18 years to realize that my mom and dad were human beings, that meaning that they had a life before me. Unbelievable. And you know how I knew that? It's when I started living on my own and that we ran out of toilet paper. Why do we have to? It was shocking to me. Children, do you know the price of toilet paper? I bet you don't. Because you never had to think about it. There are many things, children, you don't have to think about that your parents provide for you and you trust and you move along. And so there is this dynamic that has occurred. The parents know so much more. The children don't know. And we're asking children, please, trust the parents. And God understands that if the children can do this, there will be success and a good shot. They will follow the rest of the commandments that come before and that they will have a shot and honoring God. If children cannot honor their mothers and fathers, what hope do we honestly have of them loving God? The fathers and mothers will love the children more than anybody. Children, your mothers and your fathers love you more than anybody, and they will be the only ones that love you the most, unconditionally. They will love you more than your husband or your wife or your best friend. Here are people who are dedicating their lives for you, giving every resource, every thinking moment to you, yet you, if the children cannot honor their parents who are right in front of them, how will they honor God who they cannot see? See, it's at this point, this relationship, where children really begin to build up the concept of faith. And how we begin to understand how we view God. If you understand God has presented himself as the Father. And we are the children. And we learn at a very early age that we will not have all the information. That we will not know everything. But what we must understand and what the children need to understand is that our parents love us so. And that God loves us even more than our parents. Once that is communicated, then the next generation has a shot at understanding who God is and what he's done for them. So how did the Israelites do? They did not do very well in honoring this commandment. Almost immediately in the book of Judges, we see that the fifth commandment is broken. Judges chapter 2, verse 11. Now, if you're reading this, you understand that Judges comes after Joshua. Joshua, they have just occupied the land. Now the laws are in place. This rule is intact. Parents, teach your children. Children, honor your parents. Then you will live in this land long. But Judges chapter 2, this is what it says. And the people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord and served the Baals. And they abandoned the Lord, the God of their fathers, who brought them out of Egypt. And that refrain comes up often, that they abandoned the God of their fathers. They did not hear or heed the advice of their parents. They did not follow God. And everything went south. We will see that the nation will split. We will see that ultimately the people of God, the Israelites, will lose their land and get exiled. 
and we will see certain family dynamics that are horrible. Have you ever thought about this? When we teach children, which family do you use as an example of the model family? You don't. We literally have to make up families like the Joneses or the Parks or whatever and say, look at this family. They are so good. This is how a Christian family looks. We have to make them up because we can't use the Bible. There is no good child-father relationship. Everything is messed up and twisted. There's no good husband and wife relationship. The only person where we see someone honoring the fifth commandment is Ruth. And it's not even her biological mother. And she's not even an Israelite. That is the only case where we see the fifth commandment being enacted. It is not until 800 years later do we see a child born that will completely honor his father and mother. To Mary and Joseph, a child is born and his name is Jesus. And we may not think of it this way, but Jesus' whole life was dependent on the fifth commandment. He not only had to honor Mary and Joseph, but he ultimately had to honor God, his Father. You see, when we look at the Ten Commandments, oftentimes we look at them and we see how we failed. But we need to change the narrative just a little bit. It's good that the Ten Commandments are used to convict us of our sins, but we also have to look at the Ten Commandments of the playbook of how Jesus is going to succeed. And it is this commandment which he has come to fulfill. Now, I'm not saying the other commandments are unimportant or unequally important, but there is something about the fifth commandment that strikes at the vitals of the Ten Commandments. If you think about it, when Jesus was tested in the wilderness in 40 days and 40 nights, as he was tempted by Satan, he was not tempted by the other sins. There was no Jesus Murder this person, and then you'll be okay. Jesus, why don't you just lie? Jesus, why don't you covet? Don't you wish you had some of these things? Jesus, why don't you commit adultery? None of those temptations were presented before Jesus. It was always dishonor God. I know you have the power. Turn this stone into bread. And he says, I will only depend on God's word alone. Jesus, if you worship me, you can be king of everything. There is no king but God alone. Jesus, throw yourself off from the cliff. Surely you will be saved. And notice all these things are true. What Satan is saying is true. But here's what Jesus says. I will not test God. I will honor him. Jesus comes to honor the Father and the will of the Father. All of humanity depends upon this commandment. Christ has come down to do His Father's will. And He gives us a picture of what that obedience looks like. When when children are to obey their children, they're not supposed to be happy all the time. I think Jesus gives us a perfect picture. I think that's what parents expect children to be like. I know when my, my, my mom and dad said, hey, you need to study. And I was like, ah, 
and I went to go study, they would be like, hey, be happy, honor your father and mother. But it's not about being happy, it's not about emotional state, it's just saying, I, this is difficult, but I will trust in my parents. And Jesus gives us this beautiful picture in the Garden of Gethsemane as he prays, as he has to do this very hard thing that his father has commanded him to do. He says, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Here Jesus is saying, this is too hard for me. Father, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Here is a picture of a son honoring his father. For the children in our midst, this is the picture of obedience. I know listening to your parents is hard. I was there. It's very hard. They're like strangers. They don't understand what's going on in the world. And oftentimes that's what we feel. And I'm not saying honoring your parents is easy. You shouldn't always feel good about it. But if we follow Jesus, the perfect son, if we follow him, we honor our parents' will. Not because they are right, because that way we are preparing to honor God's will ultimately. Honoring your parents is just practice for the bigger task of honoring God. That is what we need to, parents, that is what we need to exhibit to our children. And children, this is what we need to practice. And it is under this understanding of this thing that we pursue the fifth commandment. So Jesus obeys the Father. He goes to the cross, though it is hard. And he accomplishes the Father's will and fulfills the fifth commandment. So, what does the fifth commandment mean for us today? Because we still have to answer that question. The Ten Commandments do not, we just do not follow them blindly and just take them at face value. Because then we have this promise here. What does it mean that if we honor our father and mother that we will live long in the land? That's the fifth commandment. What are we to do with that? Well, we should see what the New Testament has to say about that commandment. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1. It says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. He doesn't change it. So that promise still applies. So what does that mean? Well, some people have taken it that if children are obedient, that they will live long. That teaching is wrong. If you want it to be completely accurate, it means that if you obeyed your parents, you have to go to Israel, and only in Israel will you live long. But that is not what's being taught here. The promised land was always heaven. Children, in the name of Jesus... Listen to them about who Jesus Christ is. If you learn to accept who Jesus is in your life, you will live forever in heaven. That's the promise. And that's why this promise still holds true today. It's not if you follow their advice on education and career paths and all those things. 
You should listen to them on that. But most importantly, Paul is saying, children, obey your parents in the Lord. For when you receive the teachings of Christ, eternity is there for you. And you will be in heaven forever. That is the good news. And children, I know it's hard. It's very hard. And so the thing to do is not to say, okay, I promise I'll be better. The thing to do is to rely on Jesus. Ask Jesus, you had a hard time. Give me the strength that you had to do what I need to do. Jesus, give me the strength to honor my parents so in the future one day I will honor God like Christ honored his father. So children, it is not a sermon of how you need to behave. It is a sermon on how you need to depend on Christ and Christ alone to learn how to honor your father and your mother. Parents, there is a command for you here as well. Parents, and let me qualify who the parents are. Back in the Israelites' day, it was your natural birth parents who were your parents. But as Jesus has come, he has reformatted everything. This is what he says in Matthew 12. While he was still speaking to the people, behold, his mother and his brother stood outside asking to speak top to him. But he replied to the man who told him, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And stretching out his hand toward his disciples, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother, sister, and mother. Everyone who is teaching children are the mothers and fathers of these children. As a church, we need to begin to look beyond just the physical. It is not only the responsibility of those who gave birth to do this. It is the responsibility of those who love the children, who were there at that baptism and vowed that they will help them raise them in the Lord. It is all our duties to raise these children. And children, you need to honor those who are teaching you in the Lord, to trust in them. This is a great time to push children's church, Bible school, and youth group. And I don't feel bad about it. It is a privilege, as I thought about it, it is a privilege to teach these kids in the Lord because they are the future generation of the church. Our desire is for them to learn to trust the church, not just their parents, but those who are in the faith, so that when they move and go to another church, they will put their confidence in God and the people over them. Brothers and sisters, we need to see beyond the physical. We need to see the spiritual. And the children are ours. Now, there are things that the natural parents get rights to, so we let them have that. But as spiritual parents, we need to keep teaching everyone about who Jesus Christ is so that they may live long in the land. Children and parents, this commandment is for all of us. We need to continue honoring our Father who is in heaven. We actually need to continue to honor our fathers and mothers who are here on earth. We need to do all these things, and we need to pass along and spread the news of Jesus Christ. And our hope is this, 
that as we learn about who Jesus is, we will glorify the God, God the Father, and he promised us that we will live forever in heaven. That is our motivation. That is our hope. May you go and do so. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this commandment. We thank you that you are our God, that you are our King. We pray that you will continually guide us and help us to follow this commandment. Father, the more I reflect on it, the more I realize it's quite difficult to do. Lord, we want to know everything. We want everything to make sense. But Lord, you have built a whole system where faith is primary. And we need to learn to trust our parents and we need to learn to trust you. Help us to do so. And may Jesus Christ give us the power to do so, so that we may honor your name. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.